0: In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's, it's wonderful to be with you here again at All Souls. and. Um, it's rather unexpected to be here with you um, in candlelight and with candles, uh, but you actually look very beautiful with candles in front of you. Um, there's nothing so lovely, I think, as the, as the human face uh, lit, uh, and, and particularly when lit uh, by candles. Um, we, um, I was a new newish, uh, at St. Thomas Church, a, a newish clergyman at St. Thomas in New York, and um, the first Sunday I was to preach, the rector said, um, just before we went out, he said, uh, "I'm looking for some powerful preaching, Father." And I guess I remember it because it was, uh, you know, uh, intimidating, although encouraging too. Uh, why? I guess today we have some powerless preaching it's also good to be with you as we are gathering together again um, uh, after the 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 virus and all uh, that afflicted us the first earlier in this year and is of course still going on Um, it's really important for human beings to be together and i'm glad to see that it's happening here One of the saddest aspects of this virus was not only its lethality, not only that it killed many people, especially early on when little was known about it, but the way it separated us at the time of death. Typical was this story told to me. An elderly and faithful couple in a congregation fell sick and were quarantined in their home, then in short order were taken to a hospital. At least they got to share a room so they did not suffer their sickness alone. In hospital, they were denied all visitors, no family, no clergy, no friends. Their daughter who lived out of state uh, besought the priest to try to visit them, but there was no way All that could be done was a connection, a a, um, one-time connection on an iPad. A nurse, fully covered in protective clothing, held an iPad in front of the face of the husband and the wife. They could see the priest, although by this time they were not able to speak. They could hear the priest's voice. The entire conversation, which had been hard to arrange at all, had to be done within 10 minutes. The man died a day or so later, his wife held on for a few days after that. Months later, months, a funeral was able to be held, yet even that was under rather severe restrictions. This story has caused my eyes to water uh, many times, and I I know it's not an exceptional story. It's what has indeed happened many times, uncountable times, during the season of the virus. People have died without the community of prayers, without human touch, without familiar voice, without comfortable words. Now, if I may speak as a friendly visitor, it seems to me that, all, that what All Souls is about, the meaning of All Souls, is just this, to pray for these people who have died without the community of prayers. Let us remember today and hold in our hearts, especially this week, all the souls who have died, Dear souls known to us, other souls known to others, especially this year for those who died, who were forced to die, who, or perhaps chose, or perhaps were left to die without the ministrations of the church. Today, this day, can be a moment of grace. If you know someone who has died of the virus, Today, hold him or her close to your heart, and in your heart, lift her or him to our Lord Jesus. Today especially, this year especially, all souls gets to be what it always is, all souls. Well, the story was told to me, and then I was wondering, well, what would I say? What do you say to people who are dying. It is your last conversation with them. You are their priest. They love you the way people reared in the church love their clergy, but they have passed beyond the possibility of speech. You have 10 minutes. Your own iPad has just been connected to the one that is being held in front of their faces. What do you say? First you say names, Jose and Caroline. I am, of course, making up the names. This is Father Austin, your priest. Names establish community. The Good Shepherd, we are told, knows his sheep by name. And we also have been told that Mary was able to recognize him when he spoke her name in the garden after his death. Even in the final bits of life to hear your own name is a way for a person to know love and to know there is life. Then you say the facts. I know you are very sick and that your life may end soon. This is hard for us to say, but it is not hard to say. What I mean is, you're just stating the facts. They are sick. Fact. Their life may soon end. Fact. To shy from saying this, to deny that we can ever know that we are likely close to death, is to deny Christians the chance to do a very holy thing. So you go on. It hurts that I cannot be with you now but I want you to know I will pray for you every day and you go on Jesus will meet you when you die he will hold you close to his heart here you might start crying it's okay if you do and You might say, it makes me cry because it's both awful and wonderful. Then, will you, whenever you can, say a prayer for me, for the church, for everyone who needs prayer? And then, I want to pray for you now. Jose and Caroline, I beseech our Lord Jesus to fill you with his grace so that you will know and feel his healing presence. I pray also that he will fulfill all his good desires for you and keep you in eternal life. Our Father, who art in heaven. The nurse turns off the iPad, and now you are alone with your blank screen. You promised to pray, and so you do. But as you pray, you think of all the things you did not get to do. You didn't get to lay your hands on them. You didn't get to use holy oil, the oil of unction, to make the sign of the cross on their foreheads. You didn't hear a confession and pronounce absolution. You didn't give them even a crumb or a drop of the blessed sacrament. So you pray more intently that God will fill in the lack of actual sacraments and sacramentals. Communion near death has an old name, the viaticum, via for path or road and come for bread. Kinda means food for the journey the journey of crossing over, out of this life. And on the other side of that crossing over, every year on this day we get to hear the awesome seventh chapter of the Revelation to St. John the Divine. The book itself is worth study, and I'm delighted to learn that Father Johnson is teaching a class on it here. Today's lesson, chapter 7, is about angels being instructed to hold back bad things that are going to happen, to give time for God's seal to be put on the forehead of all of his saints. There are some 144,000 of them, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes. Then St. John's vision shifts. And instead of beholding the earth, his eyes turn to the throne of God, around which is a great multitude, which no man could number, all of whom are singing praise to God. These, St. John learns, are the martyrs, those who died for God's sake, and they get to enjoy the Lamb, Jesus, in their midst forever and ever. So you see, it's a two-part vision. It moves from earth in a time of great trouble to heaven and those who passed through earlier troubles. And it is a parenthesis. The four angels at the beginning to whom it has been given to hurt the earth and the sea are bidden to hold back, to wait. There was, earlier in this book, a scroll with seven seals. The scroll stands for the history of the world, the entire history, the story of your life, the story of our life together, the story of, of everything about human, indeed the story of the cosmos. That's the scroll, and you may recall no one is worthy to open and read that scroll, which is to say, no one is able to say what human life means. If indeed it means anything, great weeping. Except there is one who is worthy, the lamb. He is worthy. He can explain the meaning of life, the meaning of history. He can unfold and read the story of the universe. So, by the time we get to today's chapter seven, six of those seals have been opened and various things have happened, but the final one has not, has been, the final seventh seal has not yet been opened. That happens in chapter eight, which follows. So our picture today is, even in the midst of the worst of times, Times that, through God's strange providence, are somehow necessary to complete His purposes. Even in hard times, events can pause. God can insert a parenthesis, a time of grace. The virus, of course, is not the end of the world, although for a short time early in the year it was feared as something that might come close. But it has been a trying season. If we look, even in the midst of the worst things that come upon us, it is possible to see those four angels being told to hold back and other messengers coming to anoint us, to protect us, to preserve us, and to turn our eyes in the direction that the eyes of Saint John the Divine were turned. To see that innumerable multitude in white robes praising the Lamb, they shall hunger no more Neither thirst any more. The Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.